Hey guys, gals, and binary pals, this is Southpaws, episode 501, The Devil's Math Rocks. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. And we're here to roll some dice and become the next big thing in actual play podcasts. Yes, that's totally what we're gonna do. Fuzz, what is your character? Oh, <laughs> my character is a slutty gray wolf. Okay, Shiva, what are you? A cat with too many limbs. And And I'll be a... (laughs) My my secondary class is Sofa. Okay. (laughs) So the question is, are you size medium or smaller? Medium. So you can ride a horse. uh, So you can be a tar on a horse. My secondary characteristics is being a time traveler. So I'm a time traveling slut. As you can see by my phone wallpaper, I've got a nice TARDIS commission there. Nice. (laughs) I was going to say, like, is is that his, does he have his dick out or no? It's just him being normal. Normal inside a TARDIS, but okay, sure. It's all relative, right? Time is. Literally, time time and relative dimension in space. There we go. Ah, yes. So... This episode Let me explain is... to you about dimensional engineering. And no, okay, I won't go down that that deep nerd Gallifrey and rabbit hole. You know, speaking of rabbit holes, you know, they're also uh, bigger on the inside. Yep the uh, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight campaign launched for Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't know what that is. Yeah, I will be tuning out now. Okay. <laughs> Well, they they have at least, a, he, at least he admits it. Well, the thing to, is, it's a species of bunny people. To, to quote the great C three PO, if you won't be needing me for a while, I'll be shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Fuzz! Don't you want to talk about tabletop board games and furry races, and how there's like a faction of tabletop gamers that get mad because there's so much racial variety in the game nowadays, in both players and in play characters. I am curious. Are there gamers that are mad that there are more furries? Yes, absolutely. Because they're like, I hate furries. So yeah, this last weekend was the D and D celebration, which is like their big once a year thing. It's like an anniversary where they show off their net, their new shit and stuff for the next year and their plans. They're like, hey, so it's like BlizzCon, but for yeah, D&D. it's BlizzCon, but for D and D. It's a three day. They do streaming panels, and it's like, is this in person or it's is it online? Just, it's all okay. it's all online now, thankfully, um, which makes it way more accessible. They you know they had actual play panels, but then they also talked about upcoming product and how they're doing. Hey, we're gonna do a the fiftieth anniversary of D and D is coming up in twenty twenty four. Where they're gonna do like a five point five edition. I want to do an adult gaming themed convention and call it Jizzcon. What? Is okay. BlizzCon? Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck are you talking Where about? Where did that come from? Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna play Fatal. No, no, we're not gonna play Fatal. Anyways, so yes, there are there they introduced a new furry race called the Herangon. They're bunny people. But they're like special racial abilities they kinda they can bunny hop real fast and move so you could very easily flavor them into being phoenics where just they skitter because nice. they have enhanced hearing and you know they're, they're bunny people from the Feywild. but yes there are in fact a faction of people within the D scene mm-hmm. that are mad because there's too many non-human races and that is to say a lot of furries furry races now uh-huh. there's bird people and cat people and uh now bunny people Mm-hmm. but you can also play as a centaur or an owl person. It's really weird that there are people, there's not enough humans in my motherfucking Dungeons and Dragons. That was very weird to encounter. That's so bizarre. 
maybe you tweeted this or maybe someone else tweeted. I don't remember, but I remember seeing someone being like, how lame do you have to be to want to play a bog standard human in a fantasy role playing game? Yeah. A human in WoW or a human in Final Fantasy fourteen or hell, a human in D and D has certain bonuses, but you're you're a human. You're just a dude or a lady. You're not like a robot from the future past or a cat or a bird person or this, that, or the other. Like you're not even a fucking werewolf. Like and the funny thing is one of the comments I saw about, oh, finally, a D&D game with some humans in it. I had listened to the first couple episodes of that actual play, uh, and two of them are undead, one of them's a bird lady, and the other dude's a werewolf. <laughs> so there is literally one human in the actual set of characters, but this person's like, oh, finally, some humans. I mean, it's not like you can't roll humans. There's yet yeah, They're a class. If you don't like, you know, all the other crap, roll a human. In any event, I'm, like, getting back into D&D, so, you know, Mm -hmm. Satan's math rocks will be rolling across my table soon enough. But that was just one of those things where, like, I enjoyed watching this thing, and then I encountered a weird faction of weirdos that, you know, when you encounter furries all the time and you hang out in furry circles and most of your social experiences are around furries, Mm -hmm. you don't encounter this bizarre bigotry or just weird hatred of, oh, you're playing a furry. Yes, I'm playing a furry in a world full of dragons, lizards, gods, monsters, and undead. So yes, I am no less fantastical than any of these other elements. In related news, though, the uh, Delroy's Guide to Beast World finished their uh, Kickstarter today at $441,000. You said what, 30k? They had a 30k goal and they funded in 10 minutes. So (laughs) that's really cool. 24 furry races plus humans in a new setting world that can't just be furries only furries right there's probably other oh no people that are like oh this looks cool it looks cool it has some neat elements and the fact that it's just it's a new realm splat book Uh and it's not like oh you know we're going to fuck around on the sword coast or we're going down to cholt it's just like it's its own little space its own little world and like yeah i'm sure there's probably a map But the way the universe is designed, there can literally be dungeons anywhere because the dungeon is literally like a sentient force beneath the world that opens up to entice people in to kill them and eat them. Yeah. Which is cool as hell. And so, yeah, like, that's congratulations to them. And it was, like, there were, there's furry artists are super involved in this. There's a bunch of artists that provided the the furry art for the furry species. And, like, there were a couple of YCHs that they did for, like, Mm-hmm. You know, the higher tier Kickstarter stuff, you can get yourself, get your persona in the background of a bar scene or whatever. Cool. Hell, I'm in the background of an image comic. Yeah. So um, Anta's uh, short comic about pride in the um, island. That was the name of the series. It was an anthology series. That oh, yeah. I remember did. that. Yeah. yeah. But the genesis of the title of the episode was someone being like, oh, you guys are worried about people giving your kids weed for Halloween. Nah, I'm going to give them the player's handbook on a thumb drive. And someone's like, I'm going to give away polyhedral dice. And you thought drugs were bad. Just wait till you see how addicting D&D is. Yeah, seriously. And that then, hence math, devil's math rock. Yes, the reply from Old Shane Gamer saying, I'm going to charter several buses and send lots of kids to your house. I will ensure all the little goblins get hooked on the devil's math rocks. <laughs> That's the best description of dice the <sighs> devil's mouth i have after all the, so many after all the D satanic panic bullshit 
Yeah, I actually did listen to a really fun podcast today, like called The Worst of All Possible Worlds. They had Scott Benson on, and they talked about the Adventures in Odyssey radio series, which is put out by Focus on the Family. So it's a conservative Christian children's radio thing that they've been producing since the 90s. And near the height of the D&D more, well, actually the tail end of it, because it was in the early 90s, they did a two-part special episode about caverns and cauldrons or whatever. And it was, again, the following in the footsteps of the uh, that one Tom Hanks movie. I forget what the fucking, what was that? Basically, it was an anti-D&D film where he gets too involved in the game and finds himself like almost committing suicide atop the World Trade Center, which is a little weird. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's all based off hearsay, hearsay, hearsay of hearsay and urban legends of urban legends. So based on the chick tracks is what you're saying. More or less. It's so funny because... There was so much of that propaganda bullshit going around when you were a kid. And well, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I know my mom told me this urban legend. that Oh, no, there was a kid who got super into D&D and he couldn't kill himself in the steam tunnels under UTA. Well, first of all, no. Second of all, that's an urban legend that gets told about everywhere. Um, and actually does have an origin that's explained in the podcast episode, but basically it was like some sad kid got into the steam tunnels under his university up in the Northeast. Like, there aren't really, are there steam tunnels at UTA? I don't fucking know. Who built underground in Texas? But like, he I know there's took a, a bunch of, of drugs, didn't OD and die, and then like, did end up killing himself a year later, but that's because, you know, undiagnosed mental illness and not because he got too much into the devil's math rocks. But there was this weird moral panic and it's like, guess what? I didn't get to play D&D when I was a kid, and I still turned into a, you know, queer gender fluid furry. So, you know. So I want to give you some background on something we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. About the, the well, taking off of this, about the weed being in, in yeah, your children's. Yeah. So the original tweet is from someone named Jacqueline Lee, who I guess is a news reporter because she has TV in her, her um, Twitter at. <laughs> Beware, as Halloween gets closer, at Ben Ben Salem, I guess, police are warning parents to look at your child's candy before they eat it. They confiscated these snacks that look a lot like the real thing. All are laced with THC. And it said ABC6. And of course, you know, it's Cheetos crunchy, but it has medibles on the on the label and a big pot leaf so you know you don't have to look that closely anyway boozy had had quote tweeted it say what did they confiscate these from somebody handing them out did they you know what's the situation here because this seems like it's just it's more likely that the police arrested someone that had these and and not that they were actually slipping them into people's candy or something like that. And then he made another update, fucking called it. So you see the headline, police warn parents to be on alert during Halloween for possible cannabis candies. And then in the article, I'll just, it's two short paragraphs, I'll just read it. Ben Salem police reported the officers conducted a traffic stop earlier in September and confiscated what looked like normal candy. However, the items looked like Sour Patch candies, Cheetos, and Sweet Tarts all contained THC. Police said that the suspect bought the snacks in California and planned to sell them here in Pennsylvania. So, they were never going to be slipped into kids' candy to get them high because the devil wants kids to be high or anything like that it was literally they they pulled over a drug dealer yeah and they had candy and they had can weed candy which you know is legal in california so i'm sure they have weed candy there and it's not a big fucking deal yeah but 
the local news made it they did the whole razor blade in your snickers bar thing with it i saw somebody earlier to a uh, picture someone had taken an individual's a twix and had broke it in half and laid it over a gun uh, yeah. just just like a standard black handgun and was like yeah be really careful about what's hidden in these candies <laughs> there was a really fun trend of those this week there was someone who was like oh man I opened a box of pocky and there was an m4a1 abrams in it and they like <laughs> stuck a put the box on a tank um people doing that with all sorts of shit yeah it's like oh i found this knife in my m&ms and it's this fucking huge buoy knife like fucking rambo size yeah knife. rambo size knife on a little outside a little package of can't like little like oh, yeah. it has five m&ms in it whatever. so it was as usual going back decades it was a local news story took uh, a relatively simple crime story and tried to blow it up into a public panic yeah, it's dumb moral panics that we've been having for years and years. And there actually, you know, there was one time a case where someone did get poisoned by Halloween candy. And you know what it was? It was their father trying to murder a child for or insurance money. Funny. Yep. Yeah. Not a third party, not anybody going out. Like, now there have been cases where motherfuckers have put, like, needles in cookies and tried to give them to people they hate at conventions. That's because they're weirdos on the internet that do try to do that shit, but not regular Halloween candy. You know, I heard something like that, uh, Keo had said that, like, drag queens can be vicious. This was either something he retweeted or, or a story he had heard, but apparently... At some point, someone had, like, ground up glass and put it into somebody else's foundation. Oh, my their God. Their makeup. Yeah. Yeah, like, th- there are totally motherfuckers who will sabotage your stuff, but no one is going to give away those weed candies on Halloween. Like, no! People, like... They're fucking expensive. Like, yeah. CBD gummies are expensive here in Texas, so I'm just based on that. I'm not going to give those to some fucking kid. Yeah, I like, eat those. I'm going to give this kid a single Delta 8 gummy. Each one of them cost me $3. It'd literally be less expensive to be the house that gives away full-size candy bars. Literally. Because I remember when we went to Colorado for Rocky Mountain that one time, mm-hmm. there was this little 10-pack of, of edibles cookies, which got me high as a fucking kite, which is really nice. But it was like $20 for this pack of 10 little cookies that tasted green. They weren't good, but they gave me the fucking munchies, and they did their job. Mm. But it was one of those things where... Shit's expensive. Those little packages that they showed pictures of, those are like 20 bucks a pop, easy. God, I still love your experience watching the first Super 8 while oh, high. We... Yeah. It just, the, you couldn't see the look on your face as you watched them go by. You're just like, uh, you know, if we ever can make it back to Denver, I guess. Yeah. But that's already passed for the year, so. Yep, that was two, like, three weeks ago. I, I just need an excuse to go up to, Cal- to California. Well, I don't really know if I want to go out to California. I don't know. Too, I know people out there, but go out to Colorado. Yeah, I don't know too many people out that way. I do. My in-laws live live out there, but I don't know if I could be like, "Hey, I, uh, I'll crash in your uh, in your in your guest room and, and just smoke weed all weekend," or you know. Yeah, that might uh, that might be a problem for some people. <laughs> you know, it also might be a problem for some people though. The the cops. 
They they invoked like four layers of curses on themselves. Oh my god, yeah. I was wondering if you were gonna bring this up. This is so fucked. Yeah, this is some fucking like the cops got guns in Scotland, I guess. And so apparent so I, I I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just going by the comments that were on the on the Twitter thread. And someone was like, I didn't think police were armed. And someone replied, they're not. They literally had to call a special armed response unit to do this. They had to go out of their way yes. to murder this stag. Yep. So to be more specific, there is a picture of a white stag that was shot by the police in Merseyside, which is in uh, northern Scotland near Liverpool, I guess. Liverpool is in England. And uh, okay, I, so not Scotland. Yeah. Well, in anything, like, the article for the Liverpool Echo says, White Stag, quote, euthanized. No, you blew it away with a fucking gun, you idiots. So why did they kill it? Because it had gotten to town. Literally because it was there. Yeah. You could have just, like, shoot it. Like, there, like, is, there is a certain sickness of the british mind that lets them just like oh there's an animal i have to kill it like so badgers or foxes or apparently deer apparently people saw this white stag and were like oh there's a white stag we should do something about that they called the rspca which is the royal society for prevention of cruelty to animals and their advice was just leave it alone it'll find its way home and they're like not ideal but okay Anyway, apparently at some point that got escalated to the cops who, instead of, I don't know, bringing an animal control person with a trank gun and dragging it off to the woods, it, like which you, you hear about people doing all the time, they decided to shoot this thing. And it's like, regardless of the animal, that's just dumb. But also, yeah, there's a lot of mythology and legends around the killing of a white stag like if you do this you bring doom and destruction upon yourself other cases people say it's just bad luck other uh, other legends are like this curses your family for three generations and shit like that like it's not great you know and it's like yeah i don't believe in like a lot of mysticism and shit like that but it's just kind of a lot of people are having fun quote unquote with the oh you're you're fucked now you know, all, all your bones are going to fall off. You know, you, this whole town is going to fall straight into hell. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the the feast of Gwynapnud, the Welsh Celtic god of the underworld and the fairy kingdom, ruler of Anwen, a place of departed souls. Today is the feast day of the god, which was September 29th when the deer was shot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then also, like, the white stag has always enjoyed a prominent position in myth and legend. In Celtic cultures, the appearance of white stag was considered to be a message from Anwen, the Otherworld, ruler over Arwan and Gwyn Epnud. It was perhaps the evidence of a transgression as the first branch of the Mabinogion, in which Pwil Prince defends Arwan by baiting his dogs with the white stag. In Christianity, blah, blah, blah. But basically, it's like multiple religions of the region are like, Yo, white stags are omens importance. Don't fuck with them. Yeah. Don't shoot them willy fucking nilly. And in the midst of Brexit, they've got enough shit on their hands. And now <laughs> you've just called down COVID. Uh, a curse on your entire fucking shit town. They're having a major fuel shortage there right now, yep. too. That's the latest bullshit. But uh, also, it's just that, like, 
white stags are rare, which is probably why they were there were omens and shit back in the day. And it's just sort of like it'd be like shooting a white tiger or killing a rhino for its horn, or a melanistic like, wolf or a deer. They're you know? in, they're endangered and they're rare, and just don't do it. And I mean, it's a certain fucking derangement of the mind that makes people want to kill unique animals. Yeah, like this is why all these right wing fuckwits like pay a fortune to fly to africa and, sh- and shoot tigers that are enclosed and in, in a space and just like and then have their photo taken with some majestic tiger or rhino or a huge elephant or something like that and it's just like for no reason they're not gonna eat the meat you know like and they're not doing it for subsistence or anything like that it's literally just dick waving they're not hunter gatherers they're just the rich fucking like, I mean, white if, if you're hunting a deer you're helping control the population and you eat it but if you're just blowing away an animal because it wandered into town that's fucked up and like the the final tweet and thread is like diversity win these merseyside police invoke the wrath of anglican archangels and the god kings of the welsh underworld so <laughs> good job to you fucking england yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, I hope this curses them extra hard and they suffer from Brexit more because this is what they asked for. I'm not, like, super against hunting in terms of, like, if you're going to actually eat the meat, but blowing away a, a extremely rare white stag because it wandered into your shitty little town is stupid and fucked up. And yeah. I'd say don't do it, but they already did. Yeah. You know, um, let's not... Let's not kill rare wild animals for existing in your space. Oh, 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 I, I got an anecdote okay. today. Can we continue our conversation about the global supply chain? Sure, what <laughs> I, do you got? I say with excitement. Oh, Tell us about the delay of books and why it's going to be fucking middle of next year at least before Delver's Guide comes out. With oh all my the god, so an order that I put in the mail July 31st, I got back in returned mail today september the 30th oh my goodness so what happened was it was going to australia so from texas it first went to chicago which is like a lot of our or international orders go to chicago first it's a big international sorting facility for the usps and at some point after july 31st fairly recently actually the um, australian government shut down all First class international and priority mail international from the U.S. Postal Service because America is is the dumb kid in 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 the world room here, and our COVID is out of control. And Australia's like, yeah, no, we're not letting your packages in. So this package fucking sat in Chicago so long. That by the time it got out of Chicago, made its way overseas, got into Australian customs, that change had been put in effect and they immediately sent it back. And then it did the whole trip again in reverse, taking just as much time. So you're talking, that's a full two months. That's all of August and all of September. I am surprised as hell. That this customer never emailed me to ask me where the fuck his order was. But I emailed him today and was like, hey, I mailed your package July 31st and I just got it back because of this reason. And 
you know, I'm grateful to the customer. He was completely understanding about it because this is, you know, completely outside my control. But that really shows you how fucking ridiculous shipping is right now, like international shipping. It's just, and a lot of this is still that Louis DeJoy is still in the postal service. Like part of it, part of the problem is DeJoy is still fucking up our postal service. Part of it is that COVID is fucking up our postal service and in the in the states and the other part is covid is also causing countries like australia to be like we're not taking your shit anymore i had a friend of mine he posted a picture of the ups tracking on one of his things Mm -hmm. and it bounced like 20 fucking steps before (laughs) i think it was finally returned because Again, like you're you're saying you had that same issue. He's having that problem. And yeah, it bounced from here and there and back. And uh, like one of the comments on the replies was just like, man, I need a nap after reading all that. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he'd had this package for something he ordered months and months ago, just got thrown into the void. And I don't think he, I think he finally got it. Yeah. But it took months. You know, for the, uh, there are people that complain about the Postal Service all the time, but as a small business owner who ships a lot of stuff, I have to say that like 95% of the time, the Postal Service in America is awesome, and my orders get where they're supposed to go. But the last year or two, not just due to COVID, also due to Trump administration fuckery, a lot of that's changed. The other order that I had an issue with, with the, that went missing, I mailed it from Carrollton to Carrollton. This is a customer who I probably could have driven to their apartment and left their porn on their doorstep in like 10 minutes, you know? Like, they actually don't live that far away from me. And the Postal Service lost the package. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I reshipped it. I swear to God, if they lose it again, I'm just going to be like, dude, I will just come and leave this on your fucking doorstep. So on the tune <laughs> of shipping services, though not USPS, we had a victory today. Oh? So past couple months, we've been, when we were out and visiting my dad, happened to talk to my niece and she said that, well, she'd been saving because she'd been working at Carl's Jr. for a long time now and saving up money so that she could buy herself a computer. And she tried to oh, get her yeah. he tried to get her dad to help her build it, but he's one of those folks where like he wants to give you, you to give him technical specs. She's a teenager. She 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 doesn't understand she's not that deep into this yet. Whereas so when we went out there she said, you know, hey, aunt and uncle, blah blah blah. This is what I'm looking at and showed me a picture on Dell. And I looked at it and I looked at the specs. It's like, oh, my sweet summer child. Let us take your money. I will, we will build you nearly twice the machine that Dell is going to sell to you. So that's what we did. Yep. So we bought all the parts and we built the case. And we had a hell of a time finding a video card. Yeah. Um, but finally, I was given one for free by a coworker along with a power supply, which... We had not been able to buy a video card, never mind get one gifted. And at first I felt bad about this. And then I realized exactly how many of my video cards I have given away in the past myself. Yeah. Because usually, you know, there's a couple of folks here in town that are not well off that we'll just give them parts and upgrade their stuff. Um, keep them limping along. And um, I realized, you know, I've given away a lot of computer parts. I... I actually don't feel bad about this now because this is about the only one I've ever gotten. Yeah. And I'm giving it to my niece. Yeah. So 
we build it all and we start putting it together and we need like last little bit to go and then the case that we originally got it like the front ports were kind of dodgy like you had to put in the mic jack just right for it to to do anything and then other stuff started going wrong so finally we said screw it ripped everything out of the case went and bought another one and returned the faulty one it had fancy lights and flashing doodads and all this neat stuff and Sam got it going really good it was really pretty like it it reacted to sound and pulsed and danced and it's I mean I'm not one for RBG lights but I mean teenager sure so yeah. it was a really cool looking machine we shipped it to them you know took the video card out you know took anything it would jump up and down and bang on the motherboard out so that you know it wouldn't stress and you know shipped the video card separately and shipped them another box with all of the, you know, boxes that all the parts came in. So should it ever need it, they had everything. Well, on the way there, uh, FedEx, we guess, dropped the box with the uh, computer in it. Oh. Um, and the glass panel shattered. Oh, jeez. And all in the motherboard. And there's just, like, glass dust everywhere. And micro scratches, and there's no telling because it would have got glass dust would have gotten power supply and you know all this other stuff. Basically, we couldn't trust anything in that case would actually work because of how the glass dust got in there. Well, we paid for insurance for a reason. Well, took pictures, followed the thing, turned it over to FedEx, denied. What? Immediately denied. Pretty much just knee jerk. And you could see like the impact on the outer case of where it had broken the foam yeah. um, for the insert before it you know, crunched everything. So fought back, fought back, fought back, fought back, fought back. And so Cyan was like looking up all kinds of things like, you know, is this normal? Apparently, yes. FedEx will flat out deny your claim off the bat. You will never be able to prove that, you know, off the bat that your insurance is going to be claimed. You have to keep pushing because they count on people giving up and going the fuck away mm. well so i think the past three weeks siam has been calling him two or three times a day and you know that department's not open oh you know oh my manager's not in just all this stuff and oh go and retake all of the photos again because the ones you sent weren't good enough um, we had to get the unpacking video of my niece opening it to see like all the crap in it. Um, we sent them that. Well, finally today, after going through all of this for three weeks of daily calling, we finally got through to all the layers of stuff and we managed to get a refund. So we, they covered like the full cost of the PC, which we have already rebought all the parts for and we have shipped it out to her so that they can build it themselves because now her dad is going to sit down and have her put together the computer and teach her with it. Mm. So she'll have more of an idea how to put in parts and all this other stuff, uh, which is a good life skill. Um, totally. So finally, but it was like pulling teeth, FedEx, and there's vid there's videos online of people who like, no, look, they're usually like small business owners, like little mom and pop stuff like that ship. I said, no, look, they're always like this. You have to keep pushing them because their people are careless. They know their people are careless. They don't want to take time to, you know, basically make their 
if they can waste your time enough so that you give up trying to get your insurance claim, yeah, they don't lose the money and their people can keep on being awful, which That's... they often outsource to other companies and they don't pay their people for diddly shit. But it's cheaper to teach, treat them like trash so that they don't give any fucks. And then just, you know, meh. Too bad, so sad when it comes to claims. Apparently, if you're a large business, it's different. If you're a large business with one of their major shipping partners, it's a lot more. But if you're mm -hmm. any kind of small fry, like small business or individual shipping in it, be prepared to fight to get your insurance claim. That is and fucked this, up. Yeah, but we got all of it back. And so we're going to be able to finish sending her all her parts because we wouldn't let her like pull out the... Uh, we. Once they got there and saw how shattered everything was, did not touch the case, could not risk messing with anything. Because like I said, they required a whole new set of pictures yeah. of everything. Well, now we've got the money coming back to us and they can go and pull out the CPU and put in the new motherboard and start. But all this because of FedEx jerking us around and we're going to have them ship back everything back to us so that we can test and see if any of those parts are good. But I didn't want to give my niece a machine with potentially soon-to-fail parts in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... We, That's we, fucked up. We gotta take it back, test every little bit of it to see what died, what's no good, you know. And be prepared to have, like, major failures, so should anything go sideways, you know, it doesn't take out other components, so when we go and test... Yeah. So I think that's a thing with some medical insurance too. Like they will automatically decline, and then you, you have know, to fight, and then it hopes that you just don't care or that you just accept that it's been declined and pay it yourself. And mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll have to call and have your doctor like resubmit the claim to two or three times to get uh, money back for it because um, they just need your yeah. You know, I, I had first person experience with that with. Uh, when I had my gallbladder out, they flat denied the first. They denied me claim on having a second anesthesiologist, uh -huh. um, and this was because I was over thirty-five at the time, and therefore was higher risk. And they were like, uh -huh. "We want two people here just in case we fuck it up and kill you." I don't know. I thought um, you needed two, one for each lung. Anyway. Sure, but in any event, like, but prior to that, I think they had me fill out like multiple like appeal forms because they were like oh yeah like they automatically reject the first appeal and then you just have to pester them a bunch and in the end didn't have to pay the extra five grand but it was like mm. yeah they just do this shit and they expect you to go away they're like oh we told you no and it's like no fuck you that's five thousand dollars that's that's real money fuck off yeah yeah speaking of complaints though yeah you know People have been real extra about this since uh, the Babylonian times. Mm -hmm. You know, the first ever complaint letter that uh, we have is from the Sumerians, where a dude wrote a clay tablet to a dude and was like, hey, you sent me some shitty copper. Yeah. And we have a complaint letter from 3,500 years ago or so. What's that newest one? I think I may have. The one you sent, though, was a breakup letter. Oh, right, yeah, so oh. let me go ahead and read that. Archaeologists discover world's oldest breakup letter at Neo-Babylonian site. A tablet discovered this year suggests that Neo-Babylonians may have been the first to start writing breakup letters. The tablet begins, 
News has reached me via the Upper Euphrates that you were visiting with my childhood friend Nasiba. I am devastated by this betrayal, as you are one of my favorite concubines. You have until the end of the month to pick up your flat shawls and sandals, or else I will donate them to the Temple of the Moon God. It's like, oh, you went and you, you saw this friend of mine? You, you were now an ex-concubine. <laughs> and I see so much in common with the way we are now. You know, like, come and get your shit, or I will bring it to Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> Temple of the Moon God, Goodwill, you know, same diff. Yeah. It's important that sometimes you gotta tell people that they're they're fucking out of it. In more recent history, though, there was a nice article on Vice about a treasure trove of free history is now available on the Internet Archive. And it's somebody who, I don't know if it's Summer Cat or not, but... No, it's it's actually um, a lot of the material is from uh, Cy Sable and, and um, his husband. Okay. The guys that do the Prancing Skill Tear. Oh, wow. Written, so like That were some... in the fandom documentary. Because if you go to um, Conference's website, Conference, the old... Furry con, they still have the domain name for it. If you go to their website, they have an absolute fuck ton of early furry material yeah. archived there. Like a lot of like the the con materials from the conferences and a bunch of other stuff that those guys have uh, collected over the years. Um, yeah, like it's they, a good resource. They so note that the see. conference archive has over three thousand pages of content because they digitized all of the early con books mm-hmm. and like the other stuff. It's like years of materials and videos from conventions like Anthrocon and conference, as well as live streams, meetup flyers, and con books. Contributors yeah. are adding more content to collections at four hundred thirty-five items as of writing and growing. Um, and that's really cool because using Internet Archive or at least other archival places to save and distribute a lot of our early furry history mm-hmm. i mean this is shit from the 80s like the oldest is a flyer from 1979 yeah. which uh was a while ago yeah that was the uh the cartoon fantasy yeah. association that fred Patton and like a bunch of other early furries were involved in and they're like oh we like these anthropomorphic animals in cartoons and anime and stuff like that and that you know that was part of what spun off later on in into the fandom yeah it's really cool to kind of go back and see like how a lot of it has changed and how a lot of it hasn't mm. like we're certainly more visibly gay than we were in the past that's for certain yeah but like what's also neat is you on the internet archive you can go and find like old slash zines literally kirk slash spock yeah zines from like the 60s and shit that's where the term slash came from yep yep like, you can go and do a lot of delving into old fandom on the Internet Archive. The the early conventions I went to, uh, I'm talking about like the 90s, like, not early in terms of science fiction, because they'd been going since the 30s. But um, I remember going to, like, my first science fiction con in the mid-90s, and they had, dealers had whole tables of printed out slash fic. Yeah. That you could buy, like, I'm at, like a zine basically i mean i don't remember where, where this came up but someone's telling me they this was on a writing panel at a furry con and or maybe it was a world con but somebody raised their hand and they asked why dealers didn't sell 
slash scenes at their tables anymore and the the panelists were kind of confused and looked at each other and they were like the internet dude <laughs> yeah my start in fan fiction was you know finding fan fiction websites via gopher on a you know green and black monitor at the fucking fort worth library so like i was reading fan fiction on the early internet back in well the early 90s yeah and so like a lot of these books you know you sent in five dollars and your address and the person would literally have to go xerox out 50 copies and hand staple that shit together or use the Mm -hmm. ring binders hell i remember anthrocon my first anthrocon i ended up buying no tales from the taipan universe bootleg which was literally a spiral bound Mm -hmm. printed out at somebody's home with like a cardstock cover black and white had some early terry smith illustrations from the 90s uh chester and the wolf dude uh chris deck uh, and, and it was like oh this they this... still sell those oh i'm sure they do but it was just one of those things like oh this is a this is a zine but back when we went and did haven con like there was one of those his like fandom historical societies and they had very early star trek fanzines up mm-hmm. to and including i think one it was from like it was a star trek fanzine that included a nude of morass like from the year that the cartoon aired and so someone, the 1970s. Yeah, huh? so someone had drawn a nude moress in repose. Oh and my it was god, the new furry art. Yeah, like awesome. Frodo furry, because people were horny for the cat lady. Yeah, totally. I remember um, that being a big thing. And so this, well, this I mean, kind of shit's yeah. really cool because it's like preserving stuff that otherwise wouldn't. Because yeah. it didn't exist on the internet. I mean, we've lost a lot of stuff on the internet too. Like, people know when the servers of MySpace died, like 12 years and millions of songs just poofed into the ether and like the um yerf went offline yeah um so that was a lot of early stuff that was this the, also the squeaky yeah. clean furry archive and ECL's like, still around yep but... it had gone down for a bit and then enough people cared that apparently they set up like a, an archive of the of the server and yeah you can still find it out there i think the, the orlando furry archive library. is long dead the yeah which one? Orlando Furry Archive. I think I think the Orlando one. Yeah, because um, that was where they had the Miavir Furry Stories uh, yeah. collection. Yeah, where I read some of and like you could stuff. find the uh, the Miavir site on Archive, but all the links because it linked to all the stories that were hosted off site. So all the links are dead. Yeah, yeah or most of them. There's probably. So, couple that are still up so actually like so basically big gist is like big props to fucking whoever the, the people setting this up because yeah like we it's it's really cool to be able to go back and be like oh this is kind of how things were this is some glimpses back yeah at our shit you know so something Worldcon does that I thought was kind of cool is um, they have like basically it's like a traveling Worldcon museum where they have all of the program books and a lot of the examples of the badges and stuff like that going back to like the earliest Worldcons and they'll they'll bring it and set it up from Worldcon to Worldcon. I'm not sure if it gets shipped overseas every time or. Or not, but like the couple of stateside world cons I've been to, it's been there. And like, that's cool. Like, that goes to the 30s. Other thing, too, is like, I don't think I went to general conventions in a time where I could have purchased like Slashvik in like printed form. Yeah, I want to say this was like 93 or 95. It was like 
an early Akon or an early uh, anime fest where, like, I was an awkward teen. Um, and yeah. so, like, didn't know how to, you know, I was not a super well socialized puppy. And so those were weird times, but it was like, yeah, I don't remember ever seeing stuff like that. But I do remember attending a very early anime fest that was at the Intercontinental. That was fun. It's funny. I remember going to like my first, one of my first science fiction cons. It was called Volcon. Um, <laughs> it was in Orlando and me and two friends from high school drove down to it from Jacksonville. And this was, of course, in my late teens, like I was like 19 or something like that. So I had all that energy that, you know, old fuzz does not have. But anyway, I was still awake and bouncing around at like one in the morning and I was like, I wonder if there's anything to do right now. Like, oh, the video room is still open. Huh. Well, I guess I'll sit in there and maybe I'll see what some of this anime is about. And I'd never watched anime before. Um anyway, I sat down and watched it and uh boy, uh it got real interesting real quick, because um, you want to take a guess what it was? What? Hiroshidoji, Legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> uh, you know, the prototypical tentacle con- tentacle one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I start watching it, it's like, okay, it's in space. Cool. I like science fiction. All-girl crew. Thought I was straight at the time. I'm like, okay, the, these characters are kind of hot. Suddenly tentacles. <laughs> Um, and I was so like, and that tentacles. was my introduction to anime. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes it be like that. And sometimes you have like an ice cold take about how like, wow, this giant titty character who's like a kid really makes me uncomfortable and all the anime icons get mad at you. But back onto our side of things. So this happened today and fucking Lindsay Lohan, you know, needed her five minutes of fame because it sucks and this is a real big push by both this has to be like the recording industry is like no no we need to get into this nft game first of all nfts are horrible for the environment it's all money laundering all the way down and it's a fucking ponzi scheme the people that put their money in first get dumb shits to buy it with bitcoins and whatever on the front end and then rapidly loses value and then oh no you own a jpeg of a shitty fursona that's worse than like a five dollar ych you get it from some kid at a con store like Lindsay lohan posted this thing today it's official i'm a friend of the cartel the first nft of the canine cartel nft is a minting for the co- is minting for the collection and you've got a chance to own it and it's some dog lady but she doesn't have ears like the face is moderately well drawn but she has no ears. And now you have these crypto fucks trying to steal the hashtag awoo. Oh um, god, really? And it's like these shitty Picru tier, you know, like, oh, the Sonic OC generator, except they're like badly drawn furries. And it's people are trying to sell these for real, well, as real as Ethereum and Bitcoins are for things that possibly have real value. And they're fucking with furries essentially like God, their mocked- whole thing is canine fursonas this canine cartel yeah and they're like oh we're gonna sell you this same 
like we literally changed some layers around you know it's like hey this artist made 37 different versions by flipping on layers on and off of the thing and selling each of them for you know money used to buy cocaine oh shit there's a rolling stone article Lindsay lohan announced she's selling an nft of what appears to be her fursona we asked furries what they thought um, <laughs> and the, the actual title of the article is furries really hate Lindsay lohan's furry nft of course we do because it's a fucking nft from a celebrity that has nothing to do with us yeah and like matt Baum has <laughs> tweeted like furries how are you feeling about this whole whatever it is tell me your thoughts and i'll write an article on it and like the replies are all universally negative this is dumb as shit mm. and it's like you know mainstream artists do this shit we're like uh, I guess I'll draw furry porn and make money. Uh, we can tell when you're doing this in, in non-genuine form. You're welcome to suck our nuts. Yeah. Cause I had a conversation about this on For Planet the other day because someone was, was talking about that. And so, so um, someone had posted um, a very interesting thing. They they set up a poll and they were like, I want to see like, anonymous submissions from artists that take commissions wanted to see like how much you make off of commissions like you know annual income on commissions what was the most expensive commission you sold the least how many years you've been drawing etc got over 800 responses so pretty decent uh data sample uh and that led into a discussion in the comments about artists that aren't furries but will take furry commissions and i had said the difference is if if they're an artist that are like i'm not a furry but i'll totally draw for furries because furries pay artists and i'm like okay to me that's cool and fine because like hey furries are getting a good reputation as being good consumers of independent art and that we actually value our artists and pay them money that's different from a person saying, I'm not a furry and furries are gross, but I'll take their money. Like, if they're just an artist who's like, hey, I'll take your money. I'm not in your fandom, but I'll draw your fursona. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. But if they're being derogatory to us, they can fuck off. Like, if you're an artist that has built up an audience of 40,000 people and draw nothing but furry <laughs> ladies up to and including pinups, but then you're like, not a furry though, lol. Because furries are disgusting. Yeah. You're welcome it, to fuck off. It, yeah, and, and with that particular artist, it wasn't even the, not a fur, I'm not a furry that, that irritated me. It was that they were replying to people in the comments saying, well, because furries have these reputations of being pedophiles and zoophiles and, and perverts and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, you can take that attitude and your art, shove it up your ass and get the fuck out yeah. and, and find a non-furry audience for your exclusively furry fucking drawings yeah look you're you're dealing with an, a global fucking audience here and it's kind of like we can fucking smell your bullshit a mile away if you're doing it to make money or you're like talking about how oh god i hate drawing this shit but it makes me so much money people are gonna find that out and your shit's gonna crater because like you have artists like uh personal Ami, who she they he i don't know draw live anime ladies but then they discovered, wait, furries like my art too. So now they just do furry versions of a lot of their art. Oh, and okay. they, they do a variety of stuff and they totally embrace the furry shit. I think I've seen some of I've those. I've posted some of their stuff into the fan chat lately. It was um, a wolf lady showing her pussy and then also a version where she has a wolf dick. Yeah, they'll post like four versions. It's yeah. like human lady showing pussy, wolf lady showing pussy, 
wolf lady showing dick. Human lady. Human lady dick. dressed. Yeah. yeah, like they do yeah. multiple versions, but they're not like they embrace the audience without having to like Ugh, fucking furry versions. And like they prefer to draw their ladies with dicks, and that's fine. And like with that artist, they did like, okay, here's a human dick version, here's a wolf dick version, because they have an audience that like here, it's something for everybody. And you know what? Yeah. That works because they don't they don't see I appreciate that. They don't talk down to their audience. They're like, I know what I have an audience that likes the variety of stuff that I do. Here's some different versions. Yeah. And, and that's, that's fine. my general philosophy in business anyway. I'm not the kind of person that's like, I hate Nazis and alt-right people, but I'll take their money. No, fuck that. Like, I have actively tried to cut all of those people out as, as much as I possibly can. Be like, if you're an alt-right shithead, I don't want your business. You know, if you're homophobic, I don't want your business. I don't care if you're buying the straight furry porn. But yeah, like... Fuck off. If you're an artist that works with the community even if you're not a furry as long as you're not like Ugh, furries who gives a shit but the moment you start doing that or the moment you start trying to ape the furry like style to fear crypto bullshit money like, laundering like hell the guy that did the advertising campaign for jaeger that had the really cool anthro animals in it found out that that his shit was liked by furries and was like oh hey furries you know how you doing? I'm the guy that did the the Jägermeister campaign, and then was later a guest of honor at a furry con. So, and this is this is a guy who just does professional illustration and then design for big companies. Yeah. I mean, like you don't have to like make a fursona and make it your whole deal, but if you put fucking effort into your art, furries will appreciate that. That's like the the kangaroo coins from Australia. Right, exactly. Artist is not a furry. Artist knows that if they fucked up the designs and made them unappealing to furries, she'd hear about it. And yeah. thus they made these furry-ass mascots for the Australian uh, Olympic team. Yep. And furries bought that shit up. I bought two sets. You bought two sets. Like, you know, furries bought that all across the world. Yep. And yeah, they're just like, yeah, I know this audience exists and I'm gonna treat it with respect i'm not gonna half-ass it yeah and that's cool but just what's not cool is when you do shit like this canine cartel bullshit and try to be like no no our personas are the real personas like motherfucker if you spent five thousand dollars on that shitty thing go give miles df that money and he'll give you some like washed out drawing of like some character rubbing her pussy or something you know like he that that artist at least you know five thousand bucks for you know eastern russia lets him live for a fucking year whereas this nft nonsense you know buy yourself a kilo of cocaine and burn through it in a month you know yeah it's just like look if you have five thousand dollars to spend on a fucking nft go hog wild and get some actual goddamn art from furries five thousand bucks to your average artist is life-changing money for a lot of folks i mean hell i could use five thousand bucks out the out of the blue i'll draw whatever you want but like you get yourself a fursuit get yourself uh, a dozen pictures of your character buying overpriced wonder bread while burning down the rainforest you know whatever just spend that money on anything other than fucking nfts get yourself a commission of your character getting a sad hand job behind a dumpster behind an arby's yeah you know just a, yeah. a, a bored werewolf looking disappointed you know so a commission that i want to get is oh god <laughs> so ajax did the meanest fucking thing to me oh no last week I was sitting in the library and I was reading and I and I'm just sitting there with my coffee and whatever and Ajax walks in and he's handmade a sign and he holds it up in front of me and then he takes a photo and I'm like, What the fuck are you doing? And then he shows me the sign and it's like he's okay. The AC is on 
he has his book and his favorite Gen X music. <laughs> no, his favorite sad Gen X music. <laughs> and like, because he's found me, he's caught me listening to Nirvana too many times. And I was like, I was just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> But I want to get a, a funny sketch drawing of my persona in a car with the, the sign on the window like that. Yeah. Like, I, I promise I'm not going to roast. I've got the AC. I've got my music. I'm not in a Tesla, so it's not going to randomly explode or shut down and mm-hmm. or decide that you don't have connection in the middle of the nowhere and have to get towed. So what else we got, Fennec? Oh, let's see. Because, like, we have a few more things, but it's just been one of those, we're just kind of plowing through the stuff. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner found out that she is not one of the good ones. So, Caitlyn <sighs> Jenner was in the running in the incredibly shitty and lol, what a failure, recall election in California. Yes. Like, she didn't get more than, like, 2%. Right. She was literally trailing behind troll candidates. And I say troll candidates, like, literally people that were, like, making jokes materials to sell just to like siphon votes away from the quote-unquote more serious people yeah including some twink that had like submissive and breedable such and such for governor type stuff (laughs) submissive breedable 2020 our last best hope (laughs) but it was this is something that we encounter a lot of times in fandom spaces it's respectability politics which is to say like trying to conform to the outside out groups expectations so that you won't get picked on this is how trans people become gender critical aka turfs this is how gays are like oh i'm a normal gay unlike those people which i mean i'll admit that in my younger days i was one of those dumb shits mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people go through that phase yeah. and now i'm like yo be as gay as you fucking want because this is the only life you got so fucking run with it you know <laughs> but in so like you have these people that are like oh you know i'm i'm a good insert minority group here and i try to appeal to the the greater bigoted group like you know that's why you have people like candace owens and uh in, in well caitlin jenner who you know is said that she's a republican and therefore you know i'm i'm they they absolutely hate me to my guts and they would talk to me behind the scenes and wouldn't appear with me in public but I i'm think still literally said would be embarrassed to be seen with me in public yeah the the yeah. headline says caitlin jenner says gop leaders were embarrassed to be seen with her in public but met in private and it's like even though associating with her was treated as a dirty secret during her campaign caitlin jenner still says she's a republican and it's like you dumb bitch you little pick me queer you're just as disgusting as us over here to them like just because you have money isn't going to save you when they decide that you're done with you right like being a republican is not going to protect your ass from getting bashed by a bigot in rural orange county like these places where the recall one are places you would probably get beaten to death on the street and yet you still claim allegiance to this group because of money you craven piece of shit you don't deserve respect on any level because of this but like you know it's like this is just it it boggles my mind like Mm -hmm. if a group hates my guts and doesn't won't be seen in public with me you kind of would get the the idea you shouldn't associate with like you know you see the nasty shit that they put about uh gina haspel the education secretary i think it's gina haspel i'm not familiar with her name um she's like the first trans 
anything that we've had in the oh, governor in and, the actual and like i think she's the, the education secretary of the biden cabinet okay um i think that's her name i'm real bad at remembering names and the fact that i could pull that out of kind of surprised me right. but like people are nasty as shit about her and you know she's a democrat in the biden campaign in the biden cabinet but you know caitlin jenner is quote unquote on their side and she's still just as nasty and disgusting to them as any other trans person or any other queer yeah and it's just it boggles my mind that you can be so fucking tied to your capital that it these people will hate me to my face and to my back but i want to pay less taxes therefore i'm gonna stick with them these people wouldn't piss on me if i was on fire but i want to pay less taxes and i hate immigrants too they say well maybe she hates immigrants who knows there are immigrants that hate immigrants oh of course yeah it's you know collaborators that's that's what they called Jewish people working for the Nazis in World War II. And that's really what it comes down to. You have minorities who are siding with Republicans, hoping that their backs won't be against the wall with the rest of us when Republicans decide that all queers have to die or, yeah. or something like that. Well, like, you know? I mean, hell, she even had a stance of supporting trans athletes from playing in school sports when it's like you were literally a trans, a trans athlete. athlete. <sighs> like, you won some gold medals back in the day. You were kind of a big deal briefly. And now you're doing this shit. You <sighs> fucking scumbag. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, I, I think she ended up with probably like... 1.2 percent or something of the vote it was pathetic yeah like didn't even some handily uh one yeah like 66 to 33 yeah it was an even broader mandate than they expected they were like oh we're expecting like 20 points and it was more like 30 he actually won a higher portion of the votes this time than when he was re-elected governor because yeah. people were like oh this other dude larry elder he's f- literally insane fuck him mm-hmm and so i know the name i think i saw some a couple of really wild takes of his quote tweeted or something I don't he recall. was like you know covid's fake and gay and we can't do lockdowns and we have to end the socialism and you know send homeless people to camps and shit but they were trying to play the gotcha game well he's a he's a black man he's a republican you're a racist if you don't vote for him and it's it's and i suppose you're a transphobe if you don't vote for caitlin jenner yeah exactly like, not how that works it's like it's not how that works so yeah that's just yo caitlin jenner go fuck yourself you suck who doesn't know that at this point and like admitting that yeah they wouldn't be seen as being public is such a fucking self-own like not even the people you're ostensibly aligned with will show up with you at a photo op yeah like yeah man they're really your friends and will totally work with you for whatever conservative ghoul agenda you have so zero respect to her like you know just fuck off let's see other than that how how long have we been going now this is so really an hour eight this is fairly short 13 years sovereign that's how long we've been yeah we have been doing this for 13 years um but we could play a little bit of the worst tweet championship thread and get your votes for the worst tweets ever. It's like, which of these is worst? So why don't why don't we do a little bit of that and then we can uh <laughs> just looking at something makes me fucking just Ugh. So round one, game one. This is the worst tweet ever thread by Mike Benner at b-e-n-n-e-r and we're not going to go through the whole thing because it's really long but there's a couple of these that are just fucking bangers because <laughs> um, they just make you want to cringe in half listening to them oh, god so here's number here's the first one uh 
just told my 10-year-old daughter about Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. She had tears in her eyes, and then she did the Wakanda pose and said, Ruth Conda forever, which is the sort of pop culture crossover that I can celebrate. God, that's where that came from. Yes, and so here's the here's its competition. I'm dating a comedian because he loves a tight five. This is such a floss tweet. And then a dude replies. It's really a perfect little comedic gem. It's industry-specific, self-deprecating self-deprecating and yet vaginally confident I actually came back to it this morning as a laugh as my family's disney trip is being postponed yet again and i needed the chuckle vaginally confident a so, man should never say that so which one do you think is worse uh, what was the first one again the oh the Honda. that's a tough call do you do you go with racism or mono- or misogyny like Wow, which is worse? <laughs> well, the the Rikonda Forever is winning with seventy one with seventy five percent of the vote, and this this is a thread that had like twenty one thousand four hundred votes for the holy in, in the poll. So I, people really, really went with it. Wow. Oh, here's a here's a real banger by Brienne of Snarth. It's like you know, if you're naming yourself after a like a, a shitty Game of Thrones. I am so finished with white men's entitlement lately that I'm really not sad about a two-year-old being eaten by a gator because his daddy ignored signs. That was relating to an article in Florida where parents it's had not been the fucking two-year-old's fault. Oh my god. Okay, and and then here's one from Eve Fartlow. You don't understand Zionism, especially Israel as a Jewish homeland. Its existence is the most successful iteration of return of indigenous people. It is woven to our religion and our blood. We are Israel. I won't deny myself the urge to lick the ground. Lick that ground. So, gator babies or Zionist licks the ground? Oh, gator babies. Yeah. Yeah, that one with 57% of the vote. Okay, that's pretty close. Um, Speaking of that, though, circling back, a tweet I saw that was referencing the whole shooting the white stag thing. uh Somebody quote tweeted that amazing video of a dude uh, catching a gator in Florida with a trash can. And like they shot, they, they put that video, they quote tweeted it, and they're like, Meanwhile, over here, our cops cops are just shooting white stags for the fun of it. Because, like, the TikTok video was titled, like, By Any Means Necessary. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's a situation me, I call animal control. But that dude was... The gator was in his yard. Taking care of the problem, you know? Yeah. <laughs> First you get the gator in the trash can, then you call animal control to come and take the gator away. Yeah, I hope they, like, they sealed it down, they put a clamp on it or something like yeah. that, but... That gator was pissed, too. Honey, just sit on the lid. I'm going to go get animal control. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not sure about this, Dad. But yeah, the, the thing with the gator was, like, dude into a campground, wasn't paying attention. His kid, and they were by a lake that had gators in Florida. Kid got grabbed and ate. Very shitty story. Yeah. Um, and why... And, and Nothing to do with white people, except the fact that the kid that I mean, got ate was white. Is, and, and, yeah, uh, vapid white men are annoying, but... That's that, if the dude got eight and not his two year old. Yeah, there we go. Like, I'm sorry, the two year old is is blameless in this situation. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. So here here's another pair of bangers. All right. So first one between Bernie, my ex wife, the tenant from hell, and general chump fuckery. This has been a cromulent fuck crustable of a day. Tommy needy drinky Ugh. versus this is by Naomi Wolf. 
which is, you know, she's a real, was a real winner. She got permabanned. It was amazing to go to Belfast, which does not yet have 5G, and feel the earth, sky, air, and human experience. Feel the way it did in the 1970s. Calm, still, peaceful, restful, natural. It's definitely the Belfast one. Yes, because, you know. I, I remember when that tweet came out, and she got just absolutely dragged for it because they're like excuse me what the fuck are you talking about like anyway what was the the vote breakdown on that Saverin? the belfast 5g won of 56 percent of the vote okay see that's the thing it's like a lot of these are both extremely awful tweets oh yeah yeah which one is more awful it's ooh, it's it's a tough call like some of these like when when pan when i was looking at this the other night panther literally stayed up with me like he's like i'm going to bed oh my god what is this oh my and we just like went down the whole thing and voted and uh. that is not the rabbit hole to go down on a work night man <laughs> and the furries did show up and there was at least there was one thread or one of these that had a furry in it mm. um and it was fucking foxler sitting on the hood of his shitty little porsche uh, versus some other motherfucker let me find was that another furry or was this just the random shit no person? it's like round one game 29 at the six seed we have what can only be described as furry nazi hobby car squaring up with an awful tweet from an awful person in 11 seed taylor swift equals fun mom foxler's like Yes, until I want to go to work in one of my hobby cars, and it's a picture of him in his fursuit, complete with swastika armband, sitting on his fucking Porsche hobby car. Is it actually swastika, or is it the... It's the paw. Uh, yeah. But we know what it is. Yes, yes. I just didn't know if he had actually, like... Just gone full mask no. off. <laughs> like, I think if he showed up with an actual swastika armband at a car meet, he'd get his ass decked. Depends on the car meet. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, Volkswagen, we, it might be down for it. Uh, versus Stefan Molyneux saying, I can't believe Taylor Swift is about to turn 30. She still so, oh. looks so young. It's strange to think that 90% of her eggs are already gone. 97 uh, by the time she turns 40. It, so I hope she thinks about having kids before it's too late. She'd be a fun mom. It, it, it's definitely fucking Stefan Molyneux. Because, yeah. like, okay, Foxler's a shitty person. The concept of a furry Nazi is just just naturally just dumb fuckery to the nth degree but the actual tweet itself is fairly tame yeah i took my hobby car to work today you know who gives a shit it's a random tweet anybody could have said that the wording in stefan molyneux tweet though is like oh my god this yeah that's this bizarre fucking obsession with women are only here for breeding and 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 putting the value on how many of their eggs they have left it's just it's it's so gross on so many levels just yep. ah don't you like being reduced to a walking incubator <laughs> i mean God. bad enough our state treats you so, like one what was the breakdown on that uh 87% okay. taylor swift yeah okay yeah like it was one of those things where it's like yeah yeah this like you said, it was a shitty tweet, but or Fox are shitty, but it wasn't sh- that shitty of a tweet. Ugh, man, yeah, just I saw that tweet and I was just like, really? It's like my brain couldn't comprehend thinking that way. I was just like, people think that way, and that is horrifying. Yep. <sighs> yeah, and so this will be the last one we do because I don't want to go ape this thread too much but it's like the last two that we're gonna do the first one from the fbi 
Today, the FBI honors the life and work of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A quote from Dr. King is etched in stone with the FBI Academy's Reflection Garden in Quantico as a reminder for all students and FBI employees, the time is always right to do what is right. Uh-huh. Hashtag MLK Day. Oh my god. You know, I, the FBI mm-hmm. who encouraged him and tried to blackmail him into killing himself. Or, from Paul fucking Krugman, overall, Americans took 9-11 pretty calmly. Notably, there wasn't a mass outbreak of anti-Muslim sentiment and violence, which could all too easily have happened. And while G.W. Bush was a terrible president, to his credit, he tried to calm prejudice, not feed it. Which, you know, <sighs> as someone who was alive during that period, that's not what happened. I think I gotta go with the FBI one on mm. that. Honestly, the the calm 9-11 one. Really? Which is kind of... But I mean, it was pretty close. It was it, 40-60 okay. out of 14,000 yeah. votes. Right. Like, no, no, the the Paul Krugman one is, is awful and completely revisionist. But yeah, like, I'm really feeling the FBI one. I'm just like, ah, whole fist in mouth kind of reaction. Like, Wow, I must have missed this other one. It would only have been worse if the CIA had tweeted it. Well, the CIA also tweeted out a An uh, MLK thing. Day th- but sure also we- so did the NRA. Where they were like, oh, if only MLK had had a concealed handgun, he would have survived. Yeah, that would have helped him from, like, a fucking sniper. That's exactly how that works, right? Because he has... MLK had Neo-like reflexes he and could, could shoot fucking the shoot the other bullet, bullet yeah. out of the air. <laughs> like, what... Fucking gun nuts logic about self-defense is just so... Fucking batshit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I found... So, I didn't actually pull this one because I didn't read the whole thing. I was like... So, we have the Ruth Conda... So, this is round two. Ruth Conda versus this tweet. Today, I gratefully gave my mother the gift of having been dead for 25 years and not having to see what the tub... What a tub of fuckery our country's become. I'm still going with Ruth Conda. Yeah, Ruth Conda won 85 to 15. Yeah. Like, Like, Ruth Conda is uniquely horrible the other one is just the run in the mill bullshit you see from right wing chuds yeah well the punt the person that tweeted the second one was joss whedon what yeah uh, it's from 2017 so like he's obviously bitching about the trump regime but also like that's a fucked up tweet dude like the the classic yeah. kevin smith you know mm. pones my dick tweet that was in the mix like which ah. i found wholesome and loving yeah i mean it's <laughs> weird but it's not bad and it yeah. actually was not chosen as a worst tweet so like it it got knocked out of the running by that i'm pretty sure yeah but man twitter it's a fucking terrible place like i am so glad that i just delete my tweets after two months i don't i've i've actually been really dialing back my usage of twitter.com and it's been good mm-hmm. and like i tweet the most inane boomer bullshit Today, I found out that it takes 19 presses of the X button on an initial installation of Tekken 7 before you get to the fucking main menu because you have to accept you EULAs and, oh, you unlock this. Here are the change logs. Here is this. Do would you want to do the tutorial? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just hammering on the X button going, ah, just take me to the fucking menu so I can see that all the characters are unlocked and I can go on to the next console. Ah! And it takes more than 20 for Street Fighter V. But it takes eight for Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Clearly, that is a superior videos game. <laughs> it, Sonic Fox would probably agree. Yeah, their jam. That's what's. That's yeah. They uh, 
they're real good with Joker. Yeah, they. I don't think they won. Wait, Joker like in from the Batman franchise? Yeah. He's a character. In, in Mortal Kombat 11. Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he can do all the murdering he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. That, that, don't they have Freddy and Jason as well? Uh, they were in 10. Oh, so, they don't keep everyone from Yeah, so okay. 10 had Freddy and Jason. Or no, I think it had, they had Freddy and Leatherface. And then 11 has Terminator, Robocop, and Rambo, Rambo and the Joker as their crossover characters. Okay. Since And they were like, well, we made this moveset for Joker and Injustice. Can we make him be, like, ultra-murdery in Mortal Kombat? And DC was like, okay. Yeah. And so they did. It's not out of character. No, he's super-murdery. In his first appearances, he has, like, the same fatality that he has. His, his like, ultra-super in Injustice where he, like, pulls out a gun that's the bang thing. And then he's like, ah! Then he, like, sh- the gun, like, the bang part shoots out like a bullet and impales you in the chest. <sighs> or in the head or whatever. It's It's... It's fucking fatality video games man i've been working on this big project this week and it's been a real interesting game of like undoing a bunch of the work that i did last year for fiesta and then making it so that every all the consoles that fiesta owns will now have their own psn id and have full dlc licenses for at least one game on the machine so we don't have to do the bullshit shuffle that we had to do at 2020 which will mean that we'll It'll, it'll just be easier for everybody to fucking play like there's not going to be situations where oh shit someone hit the reset button and now i've got to go through this dance to make sure that fucking goku's unlocked in dragon ball it's like no we just actually have the fucking licensed and i i lucked out because right now there's doing a big sale on psn so like you get the game and all the dlc for like tekken 7 has like 55 characters or something like that and four seasons worth of content so like getting all the dlc is still still like 55 bucks if you get like a digital version of the game with all the dlc but it's still cheaper than it would be if you're going off the physical discs that we purchased last well in 2019 in last year you know last year 2019 and i am really glad though that like this is something that i have to I've got a bunch of receipts I need to bring, Ishiva, because you're my purchaser. But, like, to purchase the digital MK Ultimate Edition was $50, but if you buy it on a physical disc, it was 30 And NetherRealm was cool because everything's just on the discs. You don't have to fucking deal with, like, oh, here's input this code to get the DLC. Mm-hmm. It's just a physical disc. You pop it in and it works as long as it's installed. So if those go on sale later this year for Black Friday, I'll get a couple more copies. But, ugh. I'm just I'm modernizing things so that when I eventually retire, I don't have like all these consoles that have my personal PSN ID on them. Mm-hmm. This is good for the future. It's good. It's just planning for the future, and I just happen to pick a really good time when they're doing a bunch of really good sales because they're like, we want you to buy the base game for cheap as hell, and then you get all the DLC, and it's still around the cost of like buying the game new. Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool, sure, whatever. We'll have Dragon Ball. We'll get. Tekken 7, um, like, later this year, hopefully, Guilty Gear Strive will be on sale, and the new Melty Blood came out, and hopefully it'll go on sale at some point. Like, I'm still under budget on my games, including the purchase prices of these other games, so a little bit of fuckery here and there. Yeah, savvy financial finish. Hey, like, like, I take this shit seriously. It's like, 
I gotta keep under my budget, and if anytime I can shave off some money here and there, totally, yeah, like, it's good. Like my budget is like fifteen hundred dollars total this year. I think you deserve an NFT, naughty Fennec time. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> puzzles. But yeah, it's like I've, I've been talking to Kalis about plans for. And he's got a couple more people that's gonna. I need to bring on board as volunteers slash, you know, pseudo staff so that they can help me help him run the stream and stuff and he can run the tournaments mm-hmm. so that we have we're not spread so fucking thin especially with all the space we have on the 37th floor at the hotel mm-hmm. it's not one big space it's a bunch of smaller rooms spread out and we need to be mobile and not tied to a spot all the time you can't watch them all from one spot yeah so anyways yeah like i've been my big project this week has been like getting everything up to date and fighting psn but i've i figured it out and now i've got like a million fucking emails in my fiesta gaming account because every single time you download a piece of dlc that's tied to your account it sends you an email thank you for your purchase you downloaded dlc you were entitled to and it's fucking itemized because uh (laughs) there are literally 30 pieces of dlc for tekken 7 and you get all of it if you purchase the like the two season passes and the ultimate edition that i've been purchased i bought four copies of Mm -hmm. um for four of the consoles and it sends you an email for every single one so i had like a hundred something emails in my inbox i mean not that i get emails to that account very frequently except near close to the con but it's just like all the of all times just like thank you for your purchase thank you for your purchase thank you (laughs) you probably want to save those and just throw them in a folder i'm going to like that way i have records and shit and like i have physical receipts for you for the game mm-hmm. time cards i had to purchase mm-hmm. oh man anyways that that's my like con update i'm like hey look furry con bullshit woo Ooh. even if we're not getting to do furry cons this year maybe we'll be doing fiesta next year and i still have to plan as if we're going forward until we're not until we're not um because so far we're going forward yep yep there's no talk about not having fiesta 2022 i'm pretty sure cons are are on yeah at this point at this this point you know the states are like covid's over even though it's not so we're on the fucking hook so it's got to go forward so you know i'm just planning for the future Mm -hmm. i'm just getting everything above board and making it easier on my predecessor to or my successor not yeah that's good say like there's no predecessor to my department i've been doing this for the past 13 fucking years um and i'll be doing it by for about 15 by the time i've decided i've had enough <laughs> that, that's my cutoff point by the way it's like 2023 there is going to be someone else running my department for 2024 and beyond <laughs> 15 years is more than enough you will buy me a plaque by god and give me my <laughs> lifetime membership um <laughs> Anyways, we are now past an hour and a half, so I we stretched it out, guys, like a fox. Um, <laughs> you would know. Hashtag I would, Naughty Fennec time. Yep. We're going to make it out of thing. We're going to hashtag Naughty Fennec this up in here. So, hey, you should join our Telegram fan chat. It's a fun place. You get to see all the bullshit that get doesn't get talked about on the show, necessarily. And uh, porn. And the porn. Lots of porn. And occasionally weird memes that I'm like, this is this no and delete it so come join our telegram fan chat it's a nice place we behave ourselves we're it's a, bun- a magical place it's a magical place like tahiti um <laughs> you can find the show on patreon patreon.com slash south podcast you can give us some money if you like we occasionally do bonus episodes that end up on there because they're fun to do it's just we've been busy lately we should fix that fuzz we should wa- sure. record some bullshit this weekend yeah 
we we could watch the My Little Pony movie that I actually. Oh, that's right. It's a movie, not a series. It's ninety right? minutes. Well, it's a movie and a series, but the movie's out. And, oh, uh, so the movie's like the pilot episode. Basically. Yeah. Uh, let me <clears> tell you, if you've watched season four of Community, where Chang does his thing. Kin Jong, the voice of Sprout, does the exact fucking same thing, which is incredibly hilarious to me, somebody who watched Community and then watched the Pony movie. You'll have to point this out when it happens. Yeah, so but sure, why we'll don't we do that this movie. weekend? We'll watch the fucking Pony movie and some other shit, too. Because, hey, we're going into October. It's spooky time. Woo! Break out the skeletons. We have an extra pile of them in this country right now you know let's Ooh, get grim dark. Woo, darkest sketch that was very dark other than that don't find me on twitter do you go to forplanet.com and buy some books buy yes. some physical books at forplanet.com or buy some digital books at baddogbooks.com and yep. support your local furry businesses we're small businesses we need your help right now because everything is fucked yes buy some pornography and help out the community we haven't sold at a con since tff 2020 2020. no 2020 yeah there was like a small con after us but we were like the last major con yeah i just mixed up my ears i still think like you like you did earlier you know last year was 2019 you know as gray muzzles that go to cons and vendicons, cons you know we're always tired at the end of the day but like i fully expect that by the end of like about noon of the first day of the first time we go back to a con, I'm going to be like, I need a fucking nap and then disappear. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, I'm just going to curl up under the table. Um, just whack me with a book if I start snoring. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, so, you know, we, as in for a planet, not me personally, uh, are going to be LFC. So uh, Tyrion will be uh, leading the table at that con. Plan right now is for him to rent a van, and drive the 24 hours to Reno. Jesus Christ. With an absolute fuck ton of stock. And, uh, you know, if we sell an an absolute shitload, great. If we don't, well, he took a van, so... Getting it back home is not a problem. You know, yeah, I mean, as somebody shipping. who has driven from here to Re- here to Reno. Wait, you've driven to Reno? Well, I've driven from Reno to here. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Ah, uh, okay. It's very flat. Oh, Except, yeah. yeah. You know, there are some really, really pretty parts of, like, northeastern Arizona into New Mexico. New Mexico is a very pretty state. Yeah. And then you get to Texas, and it's just dead, flat. dead flat desert. It. Ooh. Let me tell you, the road US or TX199 from um, Amarillo to Fort Worth about fucking killed my car mate. Why? Oh. Just the flat and we were tired and it had been like a week on the road and we were all going a little insane at the time. And so it was, uh, yeah. Anyways. So we drove that. So we drove from here out to Amarillo and then we turned north to go up to Colorado. But that, that drive between Amarillo and Fort Worth is so fucking boring. Yeah. It sucks. And it's so straight that the car kept yelling at us to steer when there was nothing to steer. The road just kept going, but it, it kept saying steering required. It's like, bitch, I'm going straight. There's nowhere else for me to it's go. Like, Look, my alignment is in perfect condition. I am not veering over. I don't have to do shit. It's literally just driving in a straight line yeah. in a flat surface for 200 miles. Driving to Colorado, if you go up north into Kansas and then take that interstate all the way over just as boring oh my god that interstate through kansas is 
just as flat. Like, I, did we do the Amarillo Bolt? No, we didn't do Amarillo. We drove west. Um, we took a weirdly circuitous route and yeah, I know. Part of uh, I've driven Mexico. to Rocky Mountain Furcon twice. Once with you and once with Buck. The one with you was the, like the non-interstate route that kind of goes northwest through Texas and then up and over. Yeah, there was like a natural park area that had like a bunch of dead volcanoes. It was really cool in northeast New Mexico. And the the way I went with Buck is you take thirty five all the way up to Kansas and then and then turn left. Yeah, and you catch another interstate. I forget which interstate it is that's up there, but you catch another interstate going west, and it's just zoop zoop. So, Actually, no, you don't. Do you go down to Kansas? Or you go down, no, you go all the way to Kansas. Yeah, we stopped in Oklahoma, North Oklahoma, for the night. But it's it's a real straight shot. You don't have to pay attention to a lot of in ten miles do this and fifteen miles do this. But it's dull. Like, you need a fucking slapping machine on your steering wheel to, like, yeah. keep your ass awake. I'm just like, man, I do not envy Tyrion having to do that. Yeah. Because fucking hell, man. He's definitely doing it in two stops, because, you know, we're not in our 20s anymore. We don't do 12 No, no, it 12 hours. hour drives are, are at a given time. It's like, ugh. Yeah. No, we, we must have gone up through Amarillo Fuzz, because that's how we you kind of hook through yeah. New Mexico to get up to Denver. So, all right. Man. Yeah, it's like a weird northwesterly. I, I think we kinda. went north and then took a left at Oklahoma City to take 40 west. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's just that... It, to get from here to there is it's really pretty when you get closer to Colorado and it's a nightmare flat hell zone all the way back. <laughs> so it's uh, Southpaw's cast everywhere. You can like give us a five star on iTunes if you want. We haven't really looked at that in a while. Everywhere from here to Denver. Yeah. Or um, Reno or wherever we're know, going. Wherever. Um, and maybe we'll crazy. see you at a con sometime yes. in the near future. Maybe we'll get to go to Anthro Expo in Oklahoma in 2022. Yeah. Who fucking knows, right? So in the meantime, good night. And buy books.